When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're here to talk about Febreze fabric softener. Does it really kill 99.9% of all germs, do we think? Or how's that work? I mean, it, well, the fabric softener is not the same as like their disinfectant wipe. Oh, so I think God. you just did like both products at the same time. That could be the issue. Well, let's talk about what we know then. This is obviously the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're going to break down all things Marvel, including, of course, Spider-Man. And we'll get to Hawkeye, which is good, but it just seems to be getting overshadowed. I'm Coach, and with me as always... Hey, Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Josh Kennedy from Facebook. There's someone right next to you that uh, looks sort of similar, but not quite, you know what I mean? Yeah, just taller and more muscular. My uh, younger brother, you would never guess, Adam Kennedy from Twitter, is joining us today. Hello, I'm Adam Kennedy from Twitter. Hey, Adam, man, it's actually cool to see you on here. I know that me and you, uh, we got to hook up and talk a little bit earlier this week. That episode hasn't uh, dropped yet, but when it does, I hope everyone listens. It comes out tomorrow. Check it out. Comes out tomorrow. Well, there you go. Dropping on Day two of Spider Week. We're getting five episodes this week. Five episodes of Spider-Man. I hope you guys love the Spider-Man context, uh, all the good stuff. Adam got to talk about uh, just his love for Spider-Man in general. We made sure to record it before the movie came out, so that way it wouldn't be... uh, Painted, and now you get to talk about the movie that has come out, which is super exciting. Um, this movie is bonkers. It's taking over. Um, as Marvel movies should, it's good that they're back to doing this. Um, it's already at $580-ish million, so well on its way to that billion dollars that Josh kept predicting. Big movie, tons of fun. Adam, since you love Spider-Man so much, does this movie... Uh, movie do it for you to kind of get you where you need to be oh dude i'm telling you it was top tier movie dude it gave me a such a more better respect for andrew garfield too honestly he was like one of my he was insane in that movie i don't know why yeah, I should so have mentioned good. already but you should know that at this point we had a spoiler free review this is obviously a spoiler filled review I should have said that, but if you, if you didn't, if you that's on him, far, that's on coach. Yeah, okay, we're doing all spoilers this week. It's it's, it's everywhere. Oh, we're should, doing. You should all know. Nobody worry about it. You. I you, watched Amazing Spider-Man. That's what I'm, <laughs> he I'm really watched about. Amazing Spider-Man. It, I thought it was. Far and you, it but now, know, now spoilers, and now we're talking about the uh, new Spider-Man movie. See, we thought it was 2015 uh, right there, just for a second. That's all it was, though. Yeah. Spoiler alert: the other Spider-Man are in this movie, but what? Yeah, Adam. What? what Adam, yeah, what? you were saying you, you, you found a new respect for the old Spider-Man as well. Yes, dude. They were so good. Honestly, they played great roles. You seen Toby is like the older one, you know. Andrew Garfield's still like the funny comic one. He's I loved that. And then I don't know. It was like a cool like I've seen like brothers kind of like relation wise like that, like yeah. younger, middle, and older brother type thing. So you felt like you were represented by Andrew Garfield, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just old youth You're pastor to- Toby McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> That's how best, it felt. Best joke in the movie by far. You yeah, no, it's still my favorite joke. That what are you gonna go fight villains dressed like a youth pastor? Fast, <laughs> cool youth. Super, pastor. super good. Um, before we dive too much into the movie itself, I want to talk to you guys about the cinematic experience. Um, this is the one of maybe three or four movies I've ever been to that kind of 
the experience of being at the cinema was just as important as the movie itself. I think it blended a lot into why it's so loved. Isn't just that the movie is good, which it is, um, mm-hmm. but it's that the the crowd was into it. They were fired up. They were excited to be back in the theaters, um, seeing cool stuff. A lot of cheering. They probably laughed more than the movie even intended for people to laugh. I thought when I watched it anyway, but uh, yeah, t- fired up. Ton of Coach can attest our specific showing because Adam went to a showing the day before. He beat us to Marvel stuff. It's crazy, but uh, we went to a showing and. It- there was some applause that was completely unnecessary. People were oh just being loud sometimes, man. But overall, the experience was just unmatched. It was essentially the opposite of the uh, uh, watching a quiet place in theaters. Because that's another one yeah. that the theater experience was a super important role in watching it. Because everybody's so quiet. And this one, it's the exact opposite. So when you're pumped, you're pumped. The whole crowd's pumped. Everyone's excited. There's like an energy in the theater. And for a lot of people, this was their first time back to the theater. Not me personally, because I, I go to the movies all the time. But a lot of a lot of people waited this long to finally make a return to the movies, and that's two years later. So it's just it's crazy craziness. Glad they're back. Uh, it sucks they all have COVID now, but it's we're super <laughs> glad that they're. Um, hopefully everyone's fine and everyone stays healthy. But you know, um, yeah, it was super fun. I had a ton of fun in the theater. I like I said, there was moments where I was like, oh, I kind of wish I knew what he just said. But yeah. mm. for the most part, and there's times where I was like, well, that wasn't really very funny, but okay. Yep. But overall, a uh, super fun experience. I uh, was glad to be there. Um, people got excited that we knew, like I said, everybody knew. I still haven't met a single person who did not know that the other Spider-Man uh, were going to be in this movie. It felt like everybody saw it coming, knew it was coming, and just like when you could feel it was coming, people were like, yeah, here we go, let's mm-hmm. go. Um, and the the energy level ratcheted up even higher um, after that moment. So we're, it was exciting to be there. But the movie itself, without the cinema and all those things, which we can't say for sure because we haven't seen it without the cinema. But do we feel it held up? Do we think it's with it's as good as it was entertaining? Do we think? Yeah, the storytelling, just the way they were uh, able to like interweave all of these fun characters, and it didn't feel like too much that's a super important thing that i think disney marvel's really gotten much better at than other uh companies trying to do the same thing there was uh so many characters and they all got enough of a story to where they didn't feel like they shouldn't be there and just the writing that kind of brought in the experience i just think it's really important that they took an entire two entire franchises and kind of made them canon in this MCU and they really, you know, that just helps Sony stock. It helps Marvel stock. Cause you get the nostalgia and it's, it was just unreal. I, it's still top five in my, in my opinion for MCU movies, this, this falls top five for sure. Adam, what do you think, man? Do you, do you watch the other Marvel movies? Really? Do you watch all of them? Do you watch most of them? Um, I've seen all the Marvel movies. I haven't seen Eternals yet. That's the only one I haven't seen of them all. But the rest of them, dude, they're all obviously. I'm a, I like Thor. Other than Spider-Man, and Thor are the main two that I like. So Thor Ragnarok has like been my favorite so far. But I, I think this one easily overtook that for me. I think this is easily my new favorite one, just to see all of the ones from like growing up from all of them combined together, dude. It's insane to see. Yeah, I really I haven't felt this way since Civil War. Uh, when it comes to that, even though, like you could say, Endgame and Infinity War had more characters and all that stuff, it didn't feel the same. It felt more novel in Civil War. It felt like yep, this is really insane what's happening right now. 
Um, and I had this is the first time I felt like that since then, uh, where it's just like, this is like happening. There's the there's the scene, and we'll get to explore the movie more. There's the scene where the three of them are just kind of standing in the raft, the scaffolding, and just talking. And you're like, what is happening right now? You're, this right. Is you're gonna. You're going to hear me talk about that scene oh, in every goodness. episode I did this week. That is my favorite one in the movie. That just was so good. The seven minutes of them just talking smack about each other's vigilante careers. <laughs> it's it's absolutely bonkers. It's insane to think about, like, just this idea. Um, and it only works for Spider-Man. It's kind of what the conclusion I've come to. Because when you think about who Spider-Man is at his core, he does have a lot of quips, and he's funny, and he gets to be double, and, like, the idea of a multiverse um, probably fits within his head in a way that would make sense. Whereas Batman did it, it would be cool. It would be like, oh yeah, this is exciting. But like, they couldn't have that scene. There couldn't be that seven minutes of them just talking. Um, yeah. If Batman ever did some sort of weird crossover like this, or, you know, well, other, I mean, other big characters. Spoiler alert for probably future DC movies is we're getting a Flashpoint movie with multiple Batman, but I I, I don't think they're going to have a scene together, but that's neither here nor right, there. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the way that the, this is the only way it would make sense. And also it had to line up that Sony owned them separate of Marvel and then they created and like a lot of things had to happen for like those moments of, uh, of just pure cinematic brilliance. Just mwah, chef's kiss mm-hmm. of, uh, of absolute insanity. But let's talk about the movie itself. The movie still has to be good. That's what we say all the time. These things can exist in a bubble. If it was only that scene, um, and like, oh, that was funny. Oh, I'm so glad they showed up. This movie was terrible. No one would care. It'd be like, oh, yeah, remember that time the Spider-Man crossed over? So the movie's good, I think, Mm -hmm. is the nicest part. Um, It's not just the reveal of all of them that makes the movie. Exactly. It's not the reveal. And what I say i guess it's a question to you do you if you agree with me or not i feel like they are an essential part of the story that was being told i think if they didn't exist and they didn't cross over this version of peter parker that we have the tom holland version couldn't have grown if it was just the villains and like happy hogan was the one who was trying to he would have got dark that's what would have happened he would have killed green goblin without these other spider-men involved so he, he would have gone a completely different uh he would have gone off the rails as they say so yeah, they the the mentorship and the like Adam said the the brotherly relationship between them is is kind of like an emotional pillar in this movie for sure. It's not the most important thing I would say because there's there's so much going on and all that good stuff. But having these guys involved, one, it made everyone want to watch this movie even more and just hitting on twelve different levels of nostalgia. It's just absolutely crazy. It just. Mwah, chef's kiss as you said yeah uh everything that had to do with the three spider-man i thought was absolutely just over the top perfect um the lab scene was perfect yeah. the intro scene the roof scene with dealing with may's death all just top tier banter and just emotional cues and stuff it, it played I, played my emotions like a heart we'll put I, it that way this, they weren't the only thing that was in this movie, though. They only existed no. for, like, the latter, the latter half. I'm saying the latter third, maybe. It's probably about half, but maybe a third, yeah. Um, so let's rewind now. Let's go back to the beginning of the film. Let's go back to the setup. Um, the setup we knew from the trailer. We kind of already had this idea that, like, Doctor Strange was going to make this spell, and things were going to go off the rails and because Peter kept wanting to change it. Um, two things. Let's, number one... I am annoyed that they do the stupid bait switch about Wong in the trailers, like, oh, don't do the spell. And then the movie, he's like, yeah, that's eh, it's fine. 
Um, so that's annoying. But I think it's because they didn't want to give away that Wong is technically Sorcerer Supreme. Let's let's hit on one more thing. I think I, I I talked about this on my episode with Jamie that's coming later this week. Did they kind of explain? The reason they were coming over, it was because everyone that knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, right? But in the trailer, wasn't it kind of phrased like these guys all died in battle with Spider-Man? Was that a change from the trailer or was that somehow... I think it was just a clever edit because I think they do do say all the words of they all died at Spider-Man's hand at some point. Um, I think they just cleverly edited it to where it looked like this moment instead of that moment. Um, okay. right. but yeah, it, the, the idea, this is my, I'm not going to shit on this movie. I know I'm the, the Grinch. I still love Christmas and I still love this movie. I don't love the setup. I don't love the reasoning. I think it's like, it's pretty flimsy. This whole idea of like, oh, you don't want people to remember. And it breaks the multiverse, um, slowly as they come through. I don't know that there's a better way to get the villains, um, you know, to cross over universes, but I just, I didn't love the setup and I didn't love the whole legal situation it wasn't wasn't a big deal i didn't love the whole like can't get into mit because of the mysterio thing maybe yeah. it needed to be explored more so it made more sense mm-hmm. or maybe they just needed to go a different I, angle, I was but... okay with it they just needed the plot to move forward like it's it was just a prime example of why uh peter parker would eventually make the decision he makes at the end of the movie where it's like okay so these guys are they might be better off without me i think that's really all that was and they just used mit college applications as like a plot device to get that point across yeah i agree like i said i don't i don't have a better solution so it was what it was it it gets things going to where it needs to go um we obviously see the the villains first do what, what? What do we think about uh, what's going on there? Is there a favorite one that we thought stuck out more? One that we thought was represented well that fit their old version of themselves? Do we think anybody went off the rails? Mm, you go ahead, Adam. I liked Sandman. Sandman's I thought was one of the cooler ones just because he was like the only one that didn't like attack him because he because they had left on good terms. Like his this, uh, Toby Spider Man and him. So when he first seen him, he kind of like puts up a shield to protect him from Electro. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the most interesting one. That one, and obviously Doc Ox, I think is just a cool, sick entrance of him throwing people out of the way on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. If I had to, if I had to pick my, I mean, the intro. Yeah, Doc Ock definitely. I think probably had the best one. I did enjoy how they did Electro though, where he kind of like. Man, he got manifested from the electricity and then spider-man fired too early with his web and it kind of went through him and then he kind of materializes and stuff so electros was fine i, I enjoyed electros this is a tree monster it's like a, like a man that's been turned into a tree <laughs> just a tree man <laughs> it's just a tree man yeah um, that, good point um I mean, if I had to pick a favorite out of a whole story arc, I mean, it's obviously going to be probably either Green Goblin or Doc Ock, in my opinion, where, you know, Green Goblin got to continue being himself and Doc Ock got to continue his redemption arc that he already had. Oh, the Goblin is so good. It's so, mm-hmm. it's almost frustrating how good he is because you just like, it's so smart that he like plays the whole duality of like two personalities so perfectly. Yep. You're always like, mm, yeah, but I think the goblins just like right there waiting to betray people, and you think it the whole time. Somehow he's the most dangerous at all points, even though you're not really sure why. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's just always so good. He's so I never perfect. put it together. They kind of ripped his character traits off of Tooth Face a little bit because Green Gotham wasn't always a duality character, and that kind of got added in the in the movie, I believe. Yeah, so that, it, yeah it was more, fun, but it's more of a broken did. mind, right? It's, right. But it's it's so good. He does it so well. Oh um, God, he's such a good actor. I do love that. This is I love this about everybody in the movie. Green Goblin's a good example of it. Nobody wore their mask ever. Nope. Masks didn't exist. I mean, they were like, no, 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 dude. Everybody's face all the time. I mean, the Spider-Mans at some points did. Um, I, I did. Twelve seconds, and then they immediately yeah. took them back off. Yeah, I mean, the one I want to acknowledge, it wasn't actually a mask, but it was a fun callback, was when Electro was using his powers and it made the stupid yellow mask look cool when it's actually one of the dumbest things to ever happen in comic books. (laughs) Yeah, they did it well. But yeah, I agree. I thought thought Green Goblin's overall story um, was the best of all the villains, even though Doc Ock, getting to show that Doc Ock's deep down good person is always helpful. Um, And the, the idea that he was the one who got to be redeemed and fixed first in time to like actually help and things was super cool um and his intro was cool and that, that he was like able to beat tom holland spider-man for the most part um he took his weird nanotechnology which i didn't quite understand how his claws did that but you know it's it's science mumbo jumbo yeah i mean comic book explanation like okay so this this technology is a because the the arms are so advanced they kind of have a personality of their own so logically it makes sense to kind of make the connection like okay so they could probably interact with other this that and the other thing yeah, yeah like they're able to interact and steal it from him but then they just get controlled by it so it's yeah kind of, that was funny the weird little but i think it was the point so that way they could have a way to actually defeat doc ock. that was a cool way to do it because they showed that in the trailer and it looked like doc ock was about to get an upgrade and then in the actual movie it turns out you know he uh he essentially you know did the thing he did yeah, so uh, I love it's controlled by Spider Man. That was and again. It was funny to me that people cheered in the audience uh, when him and when the bomb showed up for Goblin. Like, Dude, we all saw the trailer. We're good. <laughs> yeah, there was a pl- the applause break for Goblin's entrance frustrated me because we already knew it was coming. But whatever. Dude, mm. we, they did it exactly. It's fine. But it it was cool and the the Doctor Strange manhunt uh, a took up a lot less of the movie than I thought it was going to. So that was interesting that they it didn't take them very long to round up all those villains. No, uh, this this um the Doctor Strange character just to quickly hit on that he he very much like this trilogy has done really well at getting a mentor type character but not making them any sort of the primary focus that they're they're obviously there and they're uh used when they're needed in the plot but they're not, you know, they're to babysit Spider-Man. So that's yeah, kind he of He wasn't he wasn't there to teach Peter a lesson or anything. He was there to be a conduit to create the powers that were necessary for the plot, but he wasn't there to like talk down or teach Peter any lesson, which is I think helpful. We had enough of that with Iron Man, so I think it's good that they got to to move on from that. But yeah, uh, I was interested that the the whole capturing them was pretty quick. It was virtually just one scene, really. Um, yeah, kind of. Doctor Doctor Strange comes and catches them, and like, all right, go out, and he catches Sandman and Electro at the same time, and then Green Goblin turns himself in. Right, yeah, and the other two kind of, yeah. I mean, we got to see how Doc Ock was brought in. The lizard just lizard happened just to already there. be in. Yeah, he was. I think he's the one character that just got almost zero development, and that's, yeah. and that's okay. But that's because he's lame. Like he yeah, doesn't. Like his whole thing is, oh, I want to turn people into lizards. Well, that's <laughs> cool, dude. 
I thought they made fun of him for it. That was funny. Where he's yeah, like, I, I could give you an upgrade. He's like, do you mean turn me into a lizard? <laughs> like, yep, just, no. It's so that. funny. I, that trope always makes me laugh. You guys have ever played like uh, Resident Evil games? Yeah. Or, like, or like the Joker at the end of uh, the first night. At the end, they always turn into a giant monster. And it's like, yeah, cool. What now, buddy? Like, if you beat me, now you're just stuck as a weird giant monster at your life. So is this a win? Like, I don't yeah. understand the lizard thing. Uh, it's like, whatever. It's fine. Lizards are fine. But the scene was, was interesting enough. There's some cool stuff. I don't know that I loved too much of it, but the Sandman saving him from Electro, I thought, was the coolest part of that whole sequence. Right. The black suit uh, reveal was super just lame, an, right? Just that, just an inside-out version of his own thing. I was like, really? And, like, only because he couldn't get it washed. I thought, was yeah. like, if it was a clever reason behind it, like, Oh, I know I'm gonna fight with someone with electricity or something. You know what the real reason is, Coach? They wanted to sell more merch. They That's the real reason. Sweet, that sweet, sweet merch, dude. Um, and maybe to tease the idea that Venom was gonna be in it. Which, spoiler alert, he's not. Um, well, he is. Yeah. Eddie Brock's in it. A little, sort of. Venom's yeah, too. sort of. Even then, we'll I get to that eventually. It's Keep great. moving on, though. Um, but yeah, the villains. Once they're all together and captured, though, I think that's where it gets interesting. Their kind of banter with each other, their realization that they are all killed, um, all that kind of stuff is, I thought, interesting. That like I thought it was really funny that Doc Ock was like, uh, Norman, you shouldn't be here. You're dead. And, and Sandman's like, and you're both super dead. So <laughs> let's calm down there, buddy. You're also dead. Yeah, uh, that's, but, that's hilarious. And then no one believes that it happened. It's like... Well, yeah, that, I, mean, I love how they tried to recall the last thing they remember. Like, oh, yeah, it kind of makes sense that I would die at that point. Yeah, like, Doc Ox, you, you, you believe that he's dead, but he's back, but you don't believe that you're dead and you're back? Like, let's, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was cool. And their little banter was cool. And Spider-Man did exactly what Spider-Man would do. Um, I was sitting in the theater, and my brother was next to me. And there's also someone to my left. And they both kind of oh, do you mean uh, Jamie Pike, who is also yes. going to be making his appearance on the Marvel Stuff podcast on you, Thursday? I heard you guys talk to him. But they both, it's like two different people I heard go like, oh, God, I hate this Spider-Man. This is why he's my least favorite. And I had to like berate Jamie in the theater. I turned to him and I was like, hey, this is exactly what Spider-Man does. Like, <laughs> Spider-Man is going to save everybody no matter what. Um, and I don't care that it frustrates you. This is perfect Spider-Man uh, story time uh, right here. He changed so his tune by it. the end of the movie. Check his yes, review. I know. It's that hammer down on him, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is frustrating because it's that, that feeling of like Star-Lord in the moment. You're like, dude, you're blowing it for everybody. Right. Um, but that's not what Spider-Man's about. He was not going to let them go back and die um, if he had had anything to do about it. So super, super cool. I know, Adam, we got to talk about that um, in our episode where you really hammered down and that's your favorite thing about spider-man is that he's there to save everybody so it's got to feel good that on the biggest stage they made that a central point Yup, that's the primary thing of spider-man man he's just the before he has to beat the bat he's to make sure everyone's safe if everyone's in danger like the bad guy can wait for a second they have to make sure that person you know doesn't die right there mm-hmm so it, it sets off a, a cool the then the Doctor Strange fight gets to happen, which is I thought was pretty sweet, right? I think we all the mirror dimension the mirror dimension thing, was, and then he he beat him with mathematics. So I was like, no, that, that was, was fun. smart. But you know what was even more dope was the whole like his uh, his theory form coming out, but he still couldn't steal the box because his body has a spider sense. Oh, it was so oh, good. that was insane. 
It was yeah. so good. I was like, ah, that's so good. Like only Spider-Man could be able to do that to Doctor Strange. Right. Um, which is like, and I liked it at the end. Peter kind of says, I kind of had a with Doctor Strange. I kind of won. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, that was sweet. That is, if anyone's going to beat him, uh, yeah, the whole math. I do love that I, when he was doing the math thing. It was all just absolute nonsense. Oh, he was just was saying math words. Nonsense. Yeah, he was saying big words. Was, yeah, whatever. I love that. I love the slingering bit, and then how Ned ended up with the slingering. I was like, oh, that's so good. I never would have thought mm-hmm. of that. I never would have thought that Ned ends up with the slingering. But let's let's go. Yeah, but it's it's cool that Spider Man got to win, and, and he gets to enact his second phase of the plan, which is to save all of them. Um, and they all get to go with him peacefully to this apartment. To Happy which, Hogan's condo. Was gonna, which is going to work out as about, about as well as we would have guessed. Yeah, not well. <laughs> not well. And they, Worked out for Doc Ock. Yes, exactly. So there's a couple cool things that did get to happen. Number one is the saving of Doc Ock, um, which was a cool scene. And then the whole, like, his spider sense, like, calling yeah. out Green Goblin and just knowing mm-hmm. what's up. That was really cool. Electro getting his upgrade, very smart move, because that kind of made him jump up the tiers on like power as far as villains are concerned. So I, I really appreciate what they did with Electro because in the, in the comics and the TV shows and pretty much anything that Electro has been involved in, he, he is one of the higher ranking rogues. I would say he's not quite to the tune of green goblin or doc Ock, but he he's up there. So him getting to getting an upgrade in power was definitely something that needed to happen. And uh, Tony's, arc reactor from i think the second iron man was the perfect way to do that this scene does what it needs to do i think watching the scene itself might not have been the most interesting but it sets up all the bad guys uh for where we need them to be except um, the lizard the lizard like i want to wait in the car you're gonna let the villain wait in the car yeah. what's happening that one he does nothing he ex- just, he's so lame the whole time yeah, even, he just escapes right he's just like all right time for me to leave too yeah just because like they didn't want i it's, I'm telling you right now, it's because the writers didn't want to write him into the scene. They're like, I, he has nothing to say. Uh, we have nothing for him to do when he's up in the condo. So just, he's good. Just leave him in the car because um, it's it's just easier. So that's why they did it. They probably made the right choice. Uh, this is going to be an anti-lizard podcast. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Okay, but he's definitely the lamest out of the whole group. That's a fact. Although, it is important to note that they left out the worst villains. So, they left yeah, out exactly. Venom. He's, he's the worst Smart move. that came back. They um, left out both versions of uh, Osborne, the son, Harry Osborne. Yeah, they left out both. Well, I mean, obviously, they're not going to bring James Franco I want back. James Franco. He's in trouble. But then Dane DeHaan was a terrible Harry Osborne in The Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2. So, it was smart to at least keep out the ones no one wanted to see again. Yeah, they left out the worst of the worst. They left out the Rhino. They did. Also, that was good. I'm excited to see what this universe does with the Harry Osborn character. I want to see him show up for sure. It is. I don't because it's interesting because the Green Goblin says there's no Oscorp here. Um, right. Like, how does does it just get built out? Of well, well, we did just get confirmation that there's another trilogy coming, and then obviously at the end of the movie, he gets his identity back, and he's got a new suit that he created himself, and he's going back to the, the Spider-Man that roots. Was, that's what was yeah. so sick, dude. Yeah, we'll get to that eventually, though. Yeah, I do. I do but, that's To me, that's one of the best parts about this movie. But, agreed. Um, obviously, we know what happens next as, uh, as the bad guys turn, and they want to escape. They don't want to get changed back. They want to stay villains because that's what villains do and uh 
it leads to some uh, some negative things happening to some important people. Um, hey, more spoilers in, in case you didn't know this is a spoiler full no, podcast. <laughs> full of spoilers. Um, but Adam, I want to ask you this as, as the resident Spider-Man fan here. Is the Aunt May uh, death, is it, is, it, is it okay? Is it good enough to be this version's Uncle Ben death? I'd say so for sure. Just for the fact that they actually, because no other Spider-Man ever really built up that big of a relation between them and Uncle Ben. The fact that they have like three movies, basically, of them just keep building up their relationship to the point. And then just her giving him the good advice at the end. Just all of that all of it coming together was perfect dude it's okay that she says with great power comes great responsibility i'd but say so yeah it, it didn't rub me the wrong way either i mean it, it i thought it was it thought it was cool and um it is important to note that just because i think it was when the first homecoming came out it was almost out of convenience because they didn't want to do a third uncle ben storyline I doubt this was in the conversation originally, but they kind of developed this later on as more movies came. But having Marissa Tomei, who's a very famous actress that a lot of people like, having her kind of be not the heart, but a heart string throughout the the trilogy of movies kind of made her death hit harder than definitely Martin Sheen's uh, Uncle Ben in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I still personally think the the first Uncle Ben's death hit a little harder, but that's that's uh, yeah, I right. think so too. But I think the reason is really because as Aunt May is like going down, it's like there was a universal like understanding in the cinema that was like that she was dead. Yeah, okay, she's mm-hmm. dead, but it's okay because it's the Uncle Ben moment, right? Yeah. It's like the, okay, it, it sucks that she's dead, but like he's getting his Uncle Ben moment, so it's yeah. okay. I think it was kind of like the the general consensus you could feel, so, which is interesting that we were all okay with someone we really liked dying, but we knew it was for a good cause, right? Mm-hmm. For character development, for sure. You know, so, uh, it didn't hit as hard, but it it sets up well for what it needs to set up for. And if you had never seen, you know, the other Spider Man, you'd probably miss out a lot of why people are cheering when these other random people said <laughs> it. But you would yeah. have been very sad. Like this is the only Spider Man we'd ever seen you would be like very sad when she died. So Yeah, for sure. It works on that level at least. But Goblin gets away. Now we've got a a whole breakdown of things, but this is where our favorite part gets to happen. Um and that's the introduction of the other Spider Man. Let's talk about the intro itself. Um yep. what do we think? Go for it. Either one go first. I think we are of the same opinion in that we, I, I guess I can speak for Adam. I personally did not like how they used the exact same thing to get both Spider-Men. Made sense for the plot. It was okay that it happened, but I, I almost wanted something a little different between the two and not just 15, 30 seconds away from each other or whatever. It was probably like two minutes, but still the exact same thing where it's Ned opening the portal. What do you think, Adam? I agree with that, honestly. I mean, it would have been a lot cooler to see, like, Toby just come in, like, naturally. I mean, it's cool for, like, for at least one of them to come in that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, another one, they should have kind of had a little bit more. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's interesting because Toby's, uh, Toby's Spider-Man does mention that, like, he was looking for them. Mm-hmm. I, so I almost think it would have just been cooler if he would have just, like, he, knocked on the door. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like... In Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Men kind of have a sense of each other's Spider-Sense, which is cool. So if they could have maybe, when Andrew Garfield came in, that kind of shoots out a signal type of thing. I don't I don't know. Obviously, that's right. not what they did. 
but that could have been a way for Toby to get introduced as opposed to just opening another portal. That's neither here nor there. The movie, I don't think it lost any points because of that. The moment lost points, but the movie doesn't lose points. I think would be right. a good way for me to describe it. But it, it was cool. I thought the, the intro of uh, they did one in the suit and one without the suit. Um, so that way, but it was cool that like everyone knew you could see like the portal open. You saw him in the background. You're like, yeah. The big eyes. The big guys gave it away. Everyone's like, okay, that's definitely Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's great. He's immediately great as soon as he like Maybe like he comes in. He's like, like Adam's he's the same quippy, funny guy. All the good stuff. You can literally feel it in like the audience when they first open it and they see like a Spider-Man walking like the other way. You could, everyone's already like, oh, this isn't this isn't Tom Holland here. Like this is something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's cool that everyone knew it, but like we're still we're just gonna wait until he walks until in. he's in the light, mm-hmm. and then lose our minds. It was the same thing with Toby's though, where it's like, oh, he's a shady figure. I wonder who it could be. This guy, it's like okay, okay, it's Colin Weaver. I told you guys he was. <laughs> you told you uh, Colin Weaver makes a cameo. But no, it was. I still like it. And like you said, the let's focus on Garfield for a little bit because Adam, you, you said earlier that you got it uh enhanced your view of him why is that what's good what, honestly what just, i feel like him i think he played the most like the comic book spider-man than compared to the rest but, yeah i agree like when it comes to comedy when it came to just overall swinging i don't know swinging his web he looks a little bit the most clean everything about him i feel like he kind of stuck out as like the comic book form mm-hmm. and it's i don't know it was just, it changed my view on him for sure uh, dude i'm gonna cry just thinking about it he's so good he's so He's uh-huh. so good. He um, makes this he, movie this really is, good. This is by far his best. He he kills it in this movie. He probably yeah. killed it in the other ones, except that they suck. So like, yeah, you I don't mean, get to appreciate how the good first one could have been a worse movie, but yeah, yeah. I just rewatched the, the first one actually before I came on. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> the second one's hot garbage, though. Um, but it does. He's so good in this, and he's. You feel for him and everything. Um, you like that his whole like his weird like oh, how am I supposed to prove I'm Spider Man? I mean, she says it's not enough, enough and then throws get the cobwebs like, out of the corner. Yeah, Ned's old boy is like, can you get that cobweb out of the corner? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, sure. It did lead to this. Yeah, there's a couple times where like, was that one too many jokes? I was like, ah, I don't care. He's no, nah, it was it was just the right amount of jokes. Uh, Toby doesn't get to when he gets introduced. He doesn't get to have quite as much, you know, character showing. He does most of his character showing once uh, they reunite. I think that mm. might have been intentional because Toby's yeah. already the most respected. He really didn't need as much screen time for redemption because no one ever felt he was a bad Spider-Man. Um, yeah. A lot of people. I, I never thought Andrew Garfield was a bad Spider-Man. They were just bad movies. Mm-hmm. But some people were of the opinion that Andrew Garfield just wasn't that great at it. So yeah. giving but, him the actor a, a scene to be funny and to be liked yeah yeah uh, i think it makes sense and then toby, toby goes in, but he gets to be cool once they meet uh once they go meet our peter parker the tom holland version at least kind of a better Red way of name of naming them than by their actors but who cares it works um it's a powerful scene on the roof it's so good one of the best one, of the movie i would for say sure. one of the best scenes because it, it really sets up what needs to happen later um but yeah, this there's nothing better than hearing these. First off, hearing the stories of the Spider-Man, right? This idea that like their stories continued past. beyond what we've what we seen. Saw. Yeah. Um, 
it God, it makes me want to watch another Amazing Spider-Man movie. I you thought know? the same thing. I think I mentioned it in that's podcasts wild. that's going to um, come out later this week. That like I really, they're not going to do it. But if they, if Sony just took on these other two Spider-Man and gave them both like a sequel, I'd be so happy. Easily could is the thing. They make so much money, but they're not going to do it. And that's okay. I don't think there's no. I don't think there's no chance. I think there's legitimately a chance it could happen. Um, if the fervor was enough and the actors wanted to do it. I could easily see them being like, well, let's show Andrew Garfield coming back and like redeeming himself from yeah. what, what he describes as like getting angry and bitter. I think he'd be the one they'd be able to sign. I mean, no, obviously mm-hmm. Toby was okay with coming back for this movie, but he's yeah. kind of moved on from the character. Cause I mean, the first Spider-Man movie was almost 20 years ago. So it's like, I mean, they're so if you natural pay enough when money. he came back, though. He was I so know. natural. It feels like he just, he still, he still have it. So, sometimes the actor doesn't. Sometimes the actor comes back. And they don't still have it, but Looking at Toby you, still Harrison had his Ford. fastball. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's a, it's okay. Um, but yeah, he still had his fastball, and they get to tell their stories of kind of what happened in their lives. Um, Toby's was the obvious one. We like, we we knew the the Uncle Ben thing, mm-hmm. but we got to hear from Andrew like how his life was after Gwen. Gwen died. Uh, yeah, and you know he stopped pulling punches. I've mentioned that a couple times too. Is I really want to know what what that whole story is about and who he didn't pull punches on and just the many adventures that you're naturally asking about while you're watching this movie you're like oh what is that about right like like when it comes to the lizard as well like because every other character seems like they died and then when they came in like i want to know like how because it didn't show i don't remember if the lizard dies in the first one or not he doesn't uh jamie on our episode he pointed that out and i didn't notice it either the lizard never gets killed by Spider-Man, so that's why it's so odd that they didn't he didn't fall to Spider-Man in the movie mm-hmm. we saw. But if he stopped pulling punches, he very well could be one of the people that he finished off. So right, he could have yeah. gotten killed after after the movies. Right. It is yeah, it is interesting. Um what I obviously we've already mentioned that this was integrally important to Tom Holland's Peter to kind of get this advice and to and to realize that like you gotta you gotta move on. It's kind of what spider-man does it was with a purpose and they died with a purpose is what he, he kind of mm. needed to learn that it was for uh, something we don't need to talk about it too much but the lab scene was both funny and kind of heartwarming where uh, they were we didn't even talk of... about it because it's great almost this episode's gonna be so stupid long uh we i know that's why i was, that's why I was trying to spit it up but i don't care uh, keep I, it moving it's so, good. so good dude um the that the lab scene does a lot of things super super well it mm. like i said it continues stories from previous spider-man we got to see we kind of get the feeling that that uh you know McGuire's spider got to got to keep his relationship going, um so we kind of feel like okay him and MJ sort of worked out eventually even though it was tough, right? Um but then we got to like you know learn from Garfield that he's he's still out there looking, which makes me think like oh maybe he'll get to go back and find an MJ. Uh, well, that's the interesting um for the third movie it was confirmed at one point the third Amazing Spider-Man and then the second one tanked so bad that they canceled it but they had cast an MJ and it was uh Shailene Woodley the uh, actress from the Divergent series was cast as Mary Jane Watson so if they did some at some point revisit uh, Andrew Garfield's arc then that could be a place for it to go I guess. But the best part of the the lab scene to me besides the youth pastor joke was uh was this like this heartwarming feeling that like all three of these Spider-Man were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's save these mm-hmm. villains. Yeah. They were all like, had decided, they were all like, all like oh, I'll take this one. I'll take that one. Um, because deep down, they're all still Spider-Man and they all still want to save mm-hmm. uh, everyone that they can. 
and I was, mm. I was for it. They got to be sciencey. They got to be clever. I was all about it. The the best friend dying in each of their arms was pretty funny, and Ned got all like <laughs> weary about being around. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler was... alert, Ned. Uh, I got a feeling. I got a feeling you're. Uh, you might have an arc later, yeah. I mean, that Ned is Hobgoblin's identity. I don't know if they're going to go that route, but there's three more movies, so I can see it. Feeling they might. But yeah, did you feel, was there any, like, connection, like a certain villain, a certain old-school Spider-Man that you felt like, yeah, their, uh, their emotional beats resonated with you? I would say, obviously, with Tom Holland having Aunt May die, obviously that could be... A very traumatic thing it was just kind of cool to see like the other spider-man being there from and like actually knowing what it's like to lose somebody like that and then have someone actually like be, be able to go through that trauma with someone that can experience the same thing and just the the chemistry with all the actors in general honestly it was like mind-blowing because obviously it's three different people from different generations all playing the same role and they all were able to just combine together and just do it perfectly, honestly, in my opinion. This, the chemistry was insane. I feel you, I feel you. All right, uh, so they, let's, let's continue on to get to the actions. We don't want this episode to be 17 hours long. Uh, we do get to see them. Let's talk about the scaffolding uh, scene while we can. They, they get to have a little, oh, little time so together funny. just to clip it up. So, so funny. <laughs> That by my favorite scene by far. I already touched on it in future episodes, so I'm gonna let Adam take the spotlight here. What did you love about that scene? The scene, dude. Honestly, like I said, like it was just the look, the feeling of brotherly, like brothers, basically, is what it felt like. They were all just all trying to talk, have a good like getting ready for the mission, but also like getting to know each other a little bit more. Just the. The Africans that they're trying to talk about their weirdest villains. They have one that had fought an alien. He saw an alien in space, and he's like, "Man, I wish I'd fought an alien." Like I thought it was just pure comedy. It was just really good. The bat cracking scene, all of it was so good. I love the second joke when Garfield says, "I wish I could fight an alien," and then he says, "The stupid Russian guy in a rhinoceros suit," because <laughs> that was so dumb at the end of the, the second Amazing Spider. Yeah, but, but yeah. the best part is when the other Spider-Man just comes and he's like, "No, nah, dude, you, self-love. You gotta, self-love. You, you're, you're great. Your villains, you're are amazing. Great. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing. That joke was so heavy-handed. <laughs> it was, I was dying. I was, this is un." Yeah, I think I they it. left it because it was too heavy-handed. Yeah. You're like, you know what? We're doing it. Yeah, like I said, it only works because it's Spider-Man. And in Spider-Man, you're allowed to be um, over-the-top, kind of funny like that. The back-cracking one is what the one where you're just like, looking around. Like, what? what is happening? Why is this scene <laughs> so, why is this so good? Right there, you're just kind of like, like I got a lower back doing this for too. a bit. Uh, it's, so. so that was uh, next-level uh, next level setup. Um and then it's time to fight. Um, the the idea of luring them all in for the the box because they know the box could destroy them, right? Uh, was was smart, and it got them where they need to be. Fight breaks out. It's fine. Uh, some of the stuff looks cooler than other stuff. I thought in terms of just action, it was as good as any other Spider Man action. Oh yeah, we we can't forget about the joke where like they can't really work together that well so they take like a powwow break and tom talks about how he's he's been he's a, <laughs> part I'm of a team before one of the avengers, avengers. what, what are the avengers are you in a band <laughs> <laughs> the, are you in a band line is, is, is <laughs> so funny so good 
but yeah. And, and they do the, learn to team up and kind of take down their respective villains mm-hmm. one at a time. <laughs> just that Andrew Garfield is, of course, Peter Three. It's just so funny. <laughs> I guess I'm Peter Three. <laughs> he's, he's just, just oh, I got it. It's whatever. <laughs> so it's like a meta joke, but he's just mm-hmm. like, I get it. He knows. Andrew Garfield knows that he's he's, he's not the most loved Spider-Man. But he's, yeah. he's okay with it. He got his love in this movie. Uh, but it's just so good. Uh, like I said, the fighting itself is, is cool and they pile out together and work together. We gotta work together. They don't work together at all after they stay in that mm-hmm. line. Not really. Let's yeah. work together. And they, they throw the, the antidotes yeah. to each other a couple times. They have a but... sick transition of swinging up the thing and then in their back by themselves. <laughs> I... I love how they like Ned and Zendaya. Um, sorry, MJ are both at the top of this tower the whole time with a portal open, and he can't close the portal. And then the lizard runs into the lab. I thought for sure we were going to see a repeat with like a table, and then get caught without the person noticing, this... like a Stanley cameo mm-hmm. again. Obviously, Stanley wasn't in it. I thought we were going to get it. We didn't. But leaving that portal open was a. Uh, smart thing to do and then obviously they unintentionally let dr strange free and that leads to him finally making a return to prominence in the storyline and we don't want to skip the moment though uh because i always we were just getting to that i think is are you talking about the the falling scene that's before dr strange right yeah no no no, it's not it's right after i think but because it's it's part of the the green goblin explosions that yeah yeah so yeah that was the one part of the movie that i pretty much cried i mean the closest i got to was just andrew garfield that was sick the redemption dude uh yeah i would say it was interesting because it was at first it was exactly what i thought right if you saw from the trailer you're like dude they're gonna have um garfield come in make the big save here which he does and it's cool to watch but then he does the like are you okay? And when she says she is okay and he starts like crying, I'm like, Oh man, you're, you're a talented actor. My friend, you, you definitely got me. That was Aunt May didn't get me. The other heart things didn't really get me. I mean, I obviously appreciated them for what they were, but that scene got me for sure. Yeah. We had to add an extra beat uh, to really drive the moment home. I do think of, of all the things the trailer did, I still argue that the other Spider-Man should have been in the trailer. I agree. But mm-hmm. they shouldn't have shown that. They shouldn't have ever shown her falling, um, because yeah. Why did they do that? If they were just in a cooler moment to whatever. just see in the moment. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, everyone who saw the trailer was like, "Oh, yeah, but what if Andrew Garfield's the one who saves her?" Which is cool, and we all got what we wanted, which feels nice for once to like speculate something and get what you want. Mm-hmm. But it would have been like cool to have all those emotions in the moment because if you'd have seen it for the first time in theaters, you'd be like. Oh my god, she's falling. Oh, someone's gotta save her. What if Andrew Garfield saves her? No, he ain't saving her. Um, <laughs> would have been like super dope. But yeah. it's it was still and because they added that extra beat at the end, it it gave it enough of a kick that I was like, yeah, this is that's legit. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that Green Goblin uh does what Green Goblin does. He's like, I don't care that you stopped all the other villains. I'm freaking Not Green Goblin, dude. I'm yeah, I do what I want by myself. Um and he puts the work in, and he, he stops Doctor Strange and all the Spider-Man all at once, and he's he gets his little upper hand until uh until he doesn't. And Tom Han gets a mm. gets yeah. A um, let's talk about how just it was all on top of Captain America's shield. That was like really heavy symbolism there with the the fight between Goblin and 
Tom Holland Spider Man, and that scene was so dope. What do you think, Adam? That was an insane scene, dude. Honestly, to see him kind of get to that dark, like kind of start getting dark, and you can see like both Andrew and Toby are looking at each other, like, "Oh no, this could go bad." And you just see him just slamming, giving him a beating bad, toning him up, bro. Yep. Then he grabs the glider, and oh, and you get to see Toby be Big Brother Toby coming and say, have to be like him saying nothing was so perfect. He just does the face. Context. He, he does, does the face. exact face that he did when he was like, oh, oh it was so good. I yeah. loved it. It was. It was the um, best. It was so perfect. Uh, he does the face when I was like, oh, there it is. That's. Uh, he's doing the Tobey Maguire struggle. Was the stab that necessary? Yeah, honestly, the stab threw me off. It didn't really was... do anything because you didn't die. So it's like, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. Like, <laughs> that's okay. all they used it. Yeah, you're right. Because then he immediately just cures him anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was any moment when he was like, oh, now he's going to turn dark. It's like, no, he's already. Yeah, you're right. It was unnecessary. Um, yeah, it was fine, I guess. He's like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. So I guess <laughs> maybe they did it for the joke. I don't know. Um, but yeah, all around, all that stuff's good. I. The stupid, oh, I can't stop them, you know, Doctor Strange, the multiverse is breaking apart. The only way to, to save it is to redo this spell. The reasoning and logic behind it's a little flimsy. It doesn't quite, uh, you know, but it's superhero magic nonsense mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. And it gets us where we want to be. I think there's a consensus out there that it's good that Spider-Man's identity is not known. It's good that he has to reset as, like, not having friends. Um in a small apartment somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so bring back to the one when you said in the beginning, he said he wanted a fresh start when they were talking about you think plus considering going to like, uh, I think it was Boston or it was Buffalo, one of the different places when they applied to the college and they had like their backup. They're like, oh, we just get a fresh start over in there. They have crime over there. Yeah, <laughs> they have crime in Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he That's actually gets his fresh start, which is really sweet to see. Yeah, I mean that that I mean that wraps up. We don't need to get all into the mobo jumbo of Doctor Strange's spells happening and the goodbye scene was it was fine, but we do need to like get to get to this get to the nitty gritty where he now we're we're here. He no longer is remembered as Peter Parker, but only remembered as Spider Man. Yeah, and he does uh, what Peter Parker does, and that's he has the chance to tell MJ and to tell Ned. Um, but he doesn't do it because he wants to protect them. Which, Specifically, because uh, he saw the bandaid on Zendaya's eyebrow. Yes, yeah, he, he's like, okay, so the like that's just visual they were, symbol. They were actual danger, danger. Yeah. yeah, yep. So I, I think that's I think it's good. I think it sets up where we want to be. I love that he's in this you know single apartment by himself, going to be struggling. I thought all that was good. I think it sets up for the next trilogy um, very well. Instead mm-hmm. of Seymour. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and where it goes and what we're going to learn. Um, but before we get into the, the post-credit scenes, do you guys have a, like a particular favorite line that you remember from the movie, a favorite joke, a favorite, you know, heart-wrenching moment, anything like that, where you were like, yeah. Well, this I, is I'm curious to hear what Adam thinks about the the lo- getting getting the return of the secret identity, in because it's so prominent in comics, but it's almost exclusively ignored within the MCU. So I just, like, That's what, good what's point, your... Yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad to see that because I feel like that's like a big part of the Spider-Man storyline is like when he has someone in his uh, Peter life that he's in his, in his life as Peter like mm-hmm. becomes bad and becomes his life as Spider-Man like I feel that's a big storyline to have and if everyone knows he's Peter like he's just gonna be, it's gonna be no like crossover no like uh 
what's it called? No build up to like him fighting this bad guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 emotional things that could come from knowing. So that that that's a cool thing that they did. So the trailer, like obviously at the end of Far From Home, he gets his identity revealed, and everyone, including us, we're we're under the impression that okay, so that's going to be undone somehow. Obviously. At least that's how I felt while I was watching it. And then you, you find out that Doctor Strange is in the next movie. You're like, okay, so they're going to get it wiped at the beginning of this movie, which is what the original plan kind of was. And then we get this whole topsy-turvy thing. And we do eventually get to the point where he's no longer Peter Parker, but like, what did it cost at that point? So mm-hmm. kind of the whole point of the for movie sure. there. Like, it would have been a lot easier for him just to like, accept the Spider-Man thing. People wouldn't know he's Spider-Man, but now, like, nobody even knows who he is anymore. Yeah. Especially now that Aunt May is gone as well, and it's like, really, no one? He's the whole, like, he... weird paradox of, of Happy Hogan that's like, yeah, I know I know Spider-Man. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know Spider-Man. I know, and I know Aunt May, but I don't know how I know Aunt May is, like, through Spider-Man. It's like, how do it's fine. It's, yeah. it's good. It works. It was fine. It does work, yeah. It does. It's... Like I said, it's, it's superhero mumbo jumbo, but it it feels right. Um, uh, the costume was awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. the new costume, the oh. comic book accurate costume. I was dying, dude. I was like, oh my god, dude, it's so shiny. Yeah, shiny. Been waiting for that one, dude. Been waiting for like him to actually make his own outfit, not with like Stark tech, like him actually just sitting down and making his outfit because that's what Spider Man, you know, does for his original outfit, and it's it's good to see that now. It's just like yeah. a, it's like a start of a whole new thing, which is really exciting. Yeah, so I I love it. I love everything that this movie sets up. I did want to hit on that because there's just there's one line that has stuck with me since I watched this movie, and that's when the the other Spider-Man just like look at him and they're like, you know, they they say to Tom Holland Spider-Man, yeah, don't worry about it. It's uh, it's just what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. It's like exactly yeah. right. Like that's what's up. It's what Spider-Man does. He's just he's there to. It sucks. His life's gonna suck. That's part of being Spider-Man. He's just it's all about that sacrifice. Uh, let's jump into the. Uh, well, Adam, rate the movie for us. Let's let's give a little. Uh, what you had to say. How I'm gonna be honest, dude. I'm I get I, I'm ex- extremely high praise just because it has the nostalgic aspect to it, obviously. So like, I rate it honestly a ten. If I'm being honest. We did the same thing. A Don't worry. Ten out of ten, which is re- like really hard to do. Obviously, some people can be really critique. Obviously, I'm a little biased for it being Spider-Man, but Spider-Man. I feel you. I feel you. In terms of the yeah, cinema experience, it's got to be a ten out of ten. It's it was so good to be there. Um, I have thought about it. And I, I do think it's funny because I I went back and I watched my Shang Chi uh, review just to kind of see like, well, you know, how did I rate that movie? I rated that one as a nine. Um, I rated this as a ten. I think I would swap him. I think I still like Shang-Chi better as a movie. Um, it just, it doesn't have the hype moments because it's not a known character. But when I think about it just as a movie and I had to rewatch it. But I think this movie's going to stand up. Even if you go back and watch it again and the jokes won't be as funny um, because you've heard them a few times and all that stuff. The emotional stuff much is clapping. still going to be good. Um, so I think this movie's going to hold up. I'm going to feel good about um, it staying within that top top five top ten range in the mcu for a while so i love this movie it's super good but it also sets up for some other super good things in the post-credit scenes yes um, the venom one is pretty funny and made me chuckle 
And mm-hmm. yeah, we get Danny Rojas from Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. <clears throat> Football is life. Football is all right, life. I'll let you guys sit on this because I, I went in pretty deep on this on a future episodes. You guys talk all the venom. Yeah, number one is that I I think it it's I don't think the Tom the Tom Hardy Venom is going to make its debut really in the I don't think they're gonna show a movie that has him fighting Tom Holland Spider Man unless he shows up in the Venom movie somehow through some other multiverse thing. But Venom symbiote did get left behind, so someone else gets to be Venom. That's which exciting. Will be, which will be exciting eventually. Uh, Venom's not my favorite of all the the Pathos. Why? Well, it's ironically Carnage is actually I like more. So it would be cool if he eventually got to fight Spider Man. But it was you know okay when he got to fight Venom. Oh hey, we forgot to touch. To just say one thing during the actual movie. Uh, the reappearance of Daredevil was hype, oh, and it yes, got me real excited. Daredevil. We don't need to stay on it too much, but I just yeah, that scene was oh. uh, The catching the brick was dope. But the rest of the scene was like, why is he their lawyer? What? He was really there for not very long. It was just I didn't like, care. I oh, did not yeah. care. You're in trouble <laughs> with the law two seconds later. Now you're good. <laughs> okay, back to Venom. Sorry, I just remembered we didn't talk about Daredevil. But it's, it is exciting that he's there, but it, I don't think he does anything for this movie yeah. in any positive way other than the mm-hmm. brick catching, <laughs> which was funny. I'm a good lawyer, man. What do you? That's what good lawyers do, dude. I'm just a great lawyer. Okay, Venom though. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we're uh, not. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Venom? I know is uh, was he rank in the Pathios? Is he gonna be, you know, an impactful villain in the Spider-Man mythos? Are you excited for him? Um, I'm excited for him. I've always liked Venom. He's always one of the cooler bad guys for me. I'm not sure if it's gonna be like an Eddie Brock Venom or if it's gonna go for like a different way and go bring in uh, Flash. I know he was a Venom at one point. Mm-hmm. They could always bring in that. Just the aspect that we have the option to bring like a Venom character into the MCU is really sick to see, because he's always been kind of Sony's now. But like now, there's a possibility to have two Venoms at the same time in like the films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, it, it does. It is thinking to think that it won't be the Tom Hardy one, but that's okay. He has his own universe of movies that I like, and I'll let them do their thing. I have nothing else really to say about Venom, though, because the other post-credit scene uh, was absolutely oh, yeah. bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, the mind... trailer. It's not even a post-credit scene. It's a right. straight-up trailer for the next movie. It's yeah. a full-on cinematic trailer for Doctor Strange's uh, Multiverse of Madness, which, for the most part, just kind of was what I thought it was going to be, right? Which is madness. Yeah. You know? But what I liked... Was that it stole imagery from what if the whole like melting of the city and stuff was mm-hmm. all like taken directly from like how they drew it in what if so they were like they wanted to keep that consistency uh they wanted that world building to like mean something and so you got to see that the fact that Wanda's gonna have to be the uh the big gun that gets brought in is uh Pretty very cool Carcilli, uh, what's his name the bad guy dude Mordo. Caecilius is uh yes. he's dead. Caecilius is he died. Mordo is the Mordo. The, the one that's still alive. Yes. Right. Good. You know, he's fine. His new look is uh it's a new look. You're killing me, dude. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm so pumped to see him in this next movie. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think he's gonna be better Mordo. than he was in the first one. I, I hope. Yeah. Is, he's dangerous, which is cool. Um and the fact that he calls Doctor Strange out is like you're the actual biggest danger. Um is interesting. You know, but the fact that it's just absolute bonkers what's happening, you can't really focus on anything. And then the reveal at the end, um, 
that uh not confirmed, but might as well be confirmed that we get what ifs. It's Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's, it's what ifs, Doctor Strange. It's uh, Evil Strange there. Yeah. That's fire. That's great fire. Sure. Absolutely bonkers. He's so cool. Um, the, just the, like, what what is Doctor? Like, if any character you could see go absolutely unhinged and turn dark, um, that's the coolest one. You For know what sure. I don't care about is Black Suit Spider Man anymore. You know what? Yeah, it's been done. It's we don't fine. need it. But like Doctor Strange going full evil and just like, but he won't be evil. He's still like a good guy. Who just he, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I can't wait for that. Benedict Cumberbatch is so good. This movie's gonna be wild. Yeah, um, I think that about wraps it up on this movie. I think we can honestly just end the pod and then uh, yeah, do was... a separate episode for Hawkeye here. So uh, Adam is not caught up on Hawkeye. That's all he's right. Gotta, um, he's got to go hit the gym. That, I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously, though, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, what we'll do is we'll just do uh, – we'll double up on Hawkeye next week on our Marvel Stuff podcast. We'll do the last two episodes together. Honestly, the last episode of Hawkeye, uh, spoiler alert, virtually nothing really happens. It all sets up for the finale. So yeah. it'll make more sense to do them together anyway. So don't. I don't mind that idea. Yep. I'm on board, coach. Glad we decided that on air, but we're yeah. going to do it. We're doing, we're doing the last two episodes of Hawkeye next week, here. Monday. Um, but of course, guys, we, as I said already, this is Spider Week. Everybody get hype. We've got five episodes related to Spider Man. It's going to be awesome. If you are also into The Witcher, you can come listen to Radioactive Paper Cuts podcast with oh Coach my and I and so my buddy rachel is also on there and we talk all the witcher stuff God, so. my life has been bonkers i can't even remember I, hawkeye seems like it was 30 years ago now that i've watched Dude, the witcher and I, spider-man and i know man it feels like a lot feels crazy adam man it's awesome having you on uh you were super great you were awesome in our interview about your love of spider-man i can't wait for people to get to hear that uh, so make sure you listen to that on tuesday it's super fun uh spider week is going to be it's all kinds of cool stuff uh go back and listen to to Ben's reason why you should be excited for uh, Spider-Man and then come back and listen to him again uh, at the end of the week, hopefully to, to recap if it lived up to the expectations of a fan. I know as we dove in and we got, you know, we spent the weeks up to this movie almost kind of teasing it with our, with our excitement because we just wanted to see it. Um, and it was, yep. it was becoming obnoxious thinking about all the people that could be in it. We just wanted to see who it was. So Hopefully you guys know that we love this stuff. We did love this movie. It lived up to the expectations, lived up to the hype. Um, and we're just going to have to transition to, you know, making fun of Doctor Strange and all the people that are going to be in that movie. So, yeah, I guess so. Cause that was a, that was a very popular uh, joke that we ran for a good yes. month there about who's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, uh, we were joke. wrong about everything we said, uh, no, except for the chair. No. I feel confident. Yeah. Okay. I don't the know if chair I is fine. One. All of the people we called were in the purple splitting of the multiverse. You just couldn't see yeah, them. Couldn't they were all. They all know that Peter Parker was Spider Man. That's how it works. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, David Bowie didn't quite make an appearance, but it was good. The only I feel good that there's a chair somewhere in that movie, but I literally can't remember one. Um, so hopefully we get to revive that joke for Doctor Strange. We'll worry about that later. Um, thank you guys for joining. Obviously, like, share, subscribe, keep it growing. Show it if you know someone who watched Spider Man. Show them this. See if they like it. See if it, you know, anything about this that you didn't think about when you watched the movie. Your friend probably didn't think about it either. It's worth bringing up. 
it's a good conversation piece so yeah we got lots of premieres with our friends and family we got adam we got jamie we got my best friend darius we got uh ray came back for an episode you got your buddy ben so we got a lot of a lot of fun hosts so i hope you guys enjoy yeah exactly well. we, we, we do that on purpose because we want people to connect these movies to people um right. where you know a lot of shows want to be as nerdy and in-depth and stuff uh, to us, these movies are about how they connect to each other, how we feel about them. So hopefully you guys agree. Hopefully you keep sharing it. Like I said, we keep growing, and it's all thanks to you guys. So see you the rest of the week. Um, so there's not a whole lot of time for you to have too much fun without us. But if you're thinking about having too much fun without us, just, you just don't do it, okay? 